With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice where I tell you you have absolutely no case. If you're injured, need a lawyer, go to HandleOnTheLaw.com. And if you're a lawyer and want to help our listeners, please go to HandleOnTheLaw.com. Click on the Join Today tab at the top of the page. The following is a pre-recorded program. Uh, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange uh, it has been fighting extradition from the United States for, I don't even know how many years, 10 years. He was originally charged with uh, publishing and uh, stealing information, stealing secret documents about the war in Afghanistan and went ahead and put him on WikiLeaks. The United States immediately filed uh, criminal action against him. And if you remember, he went into uh, the uh, in the embassy, uh, the Ecuadorian embassy in London. He was living in London at the time. Uh, the United States asked England to arrest him and hold him and then extradite him to the United States. So what he did is took a runner. And he went into the Ecuadorian embassy, and embassies are considered sovereign. They belong to the country that has the embassy. And so in he went, was given sanctuary, as a matter of fact, was given citizenship uh, in uh, the embassy, and they were able to grant that. So here he is, an Ecuadorian, uh, Ecuadorian citizen in the embassy, the embassy grounds. Now... The second he stepped out of the grounds, he'd be in England and he'd be arrested. And as a matter of fact, uh, the authorities, I think it was a Metropolitan Police, had an officer there full time, 24 hours a day to see if he left the embassy. And he didn't for years. But he was such an ass. He was such a jerk. The Ecuadorian embassy took away his citizenship and threw him out, literally threw him out of the embassy while the cops were waiting for him. And if you see the video, he is being dragged out by Ecuadorian security personnel and handed over to the Brits. And he's screaming and he's ranting. And uh, there's four co- there are four uh, embassy personnel, security people, literally an arm and a leg each and dragging him out. Then he was arrested. And then he was put into prison holding facility pending the extradition hearing to the United States. Remember that they had uh, a request the entire time. So uh, while he's waiting, he is fighting extradition like crazy, goes to court, uh, ends up at the equivalent of the Supreme Court of uh, England, who says, you're done you're now finished and off he is to be extradited. The last step after the courts have determined the extradition uh, is warranted is, I believe, the Home Secretary, uh, which is effectively, uh, I guess, uh, the uh, head of the State Department. 
Uh, and, no, that would be, I think the uh, the department, uh, what would it be in England? Uh, I guess the Department of the Interior. He or she has the final say, and uh, they said, you're done. You're done. And so he has been uh, ex- extradited to the United States, or at least uh, the government appeal uh, approved the extradition. He argued that it was a sham warrant that he's being brought over simply for political purposes and that he would be treated and persecuted for political reasons, which can't do in the United States. Well, he lost. Let's take some phone calls. Hey, Paul, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, Bill. My question is, in December, my my bank took out not a lot of money, but took out money from my debit uh, account. They, uh, I would question them. They never told me exactly who the merchant was. I, for, I thought, oh, maybe I forgot about it. It happened again in December. Same, I mean, in January, the next month, merchant, the same explanation. I contacted the bank. I emailed them. I, I cursed at them. I yelled at them, everything. I gave up. I said, F it. I'm not worried about it anymore. Now I've closed my account because I don't want to deal with it anymore. Now they're contacting me saying, hey, you owe us money. So what are my rights in that situation? Well, it's not a question so of your told, rights. They, they never told me who the merchant was. Yeah, that, that's and, what annoyed yeah, me more than anything one, they, else. First of all, they have to, obviously. I mean, you have a right to know who, who is uh, taking the money out. How much money are we talking about, Paul? You said it wasn't a, a lot of money. I just want to... Not a lot of money, Bill. What does like, that mean? Uh, $75 total. Yeah. Well... Okay, what are you? But it's the fact that I don't no, I understand. Like money no, I from, get. No, so. I get it. I get it. And then here's the reason I'm asking: is uh, what is seventy five dollars worth on the hassle factor? Because here they say they you owe them money. Okay, you right. say no, they say yes. Paul, if they ding your credit, right? Put a negative for seventy five bucks. You can save it. If I if someone went to me and I got in a huge hassle with the bank, oh my god, with uh, I I switched banks and uh, got caught up in the middle of it, and a couple payments were missed, and my credit was literally seriously affected. And I'm just right. bringing it back now, and it wasn't even my fault. The, the second bank screwed up, and they didn't care. No one cared. Uh, if someone had come to me and said, Bill. Uh, reach into your pocket, take 75 bucks off, and I'll bring your credit back to where it was. Uh, I would have said, oh, God, please, please, please. That's what I'm telling you, Paul. You've been ripped off. You lost 75 bucks. Uh, now the issue is, is it going to be worth $75 for you to take a chance that your credit is going to be dinged? I don't know how important your credit is to you. Mine is critical to me. So it's uh, you're right. You've probably been screwed. Uh, you can take it all the way. You're probably going to win this. In the meantime, dealing with a bad credit report is going to give you more hassle than you can imagine. You're out of the bank. I'd, I would pay the 75 bucks. But if you don't want to go there, if it's a principal thing and you're prepared to, uh, okay, I'm prepared to take a risk on the credit and deal with that, uh, then you demand, uh, you say, uh, I'm not paying it until you show me which the uh, who the... Um, uh, who the um, merchant? Who the merchant is? And was this an auto pay? Is that what they said? No, it wasn't an auto pay. It's just like two random transactions. One in one in December, and, and they won't even tell you what who it is. No, no. Right. That's well, the oddest thing is when okay, I look yeah, it is odd. It is odd, can, and I don't, I don't have yeah. any reason for that. And you can fight it, you can dispute it, and say no, thanks, you're not taking the money. But then you have to deal, unfortunately, the consequences. They're holding the cards, Paul. 
And you know, that's it's horrible. Not, that's not right. I, it isn't right. Okay. You're absolutely right. It's not yeah. right. But uh, do I need to do this in writing? Because yes, I already told yes, the lady who yes, called me yes, last yes, time. Yes, 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 yes. Everything I told you. Everything is in writing. Every conversation. Uh, and uh, what I would do is, and matter of fact, put in writing the conversation you had. As I discussed with you yesterday, boom, 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 boom. And then from now on, it's everything is done. If it's on the phone, you get name, you get right. who am I speaking to, what time it was. Here's my follow-up to, hey, can I have your email, please? Who do I talk to? And then just right. follow up. Put as everything you can final, in writing. Final question. Does an email count as writing? Yes, Okay, because I yeah I copied yes. and pasted yes. what I sent them yes. through the through my account website. Yeah. One one hundred percent. This is handle on the law. Welcome back to handle on the law. Uh, Melissa, hi Melissa. Welcome to handle on the law. Thank you, Hando. I'm very nervous, but I Good. think you can help me. Okay. <laughs> yes, I am a senior and I live alone in my own house and this the yard is fully fenced and i have a neighbor who's been bullying me since he moved here it's been about 11 years he's but it's come to the point where i can't take it anymore and um i called the sheriff to tell them what's going on and they asked me to get go to the courts and get a restraining order yeah well i'm afraid that if um if i get the restraining order um it's going to because it's public information. It's going to go um, when someone Google's me. They will friends and family will see that this has been going on. No, and then they'll tr- not really. There's no, no. There's no reason for it. I mean, it's public information. It's a do- it's a court document. But why would it be connected with you? It doesn't automatically go when they when we Google you. Uh, it's not as if uh, I Google you and there's your name and then, uh, you know, is it everybody you've ever dealt with, every business you've ever been involved with? No. And especially any court cases you've been involved with? No. It's uh, it's public information, but, Melissa, no one's going to care. No one. It's not going to come up when someone Googles you. Really? Yeah. Why should it? Well, I saw it on other people's. Um, I Googled people from my past or people who I don't keep and in it touch showed, with. And that. it showed restraining orders? No, it didn't show restraining order, but it shows that someone went to court because a, a lady was harassing a, a, an ex-friend right, of well, mine. I, I, you know, that's news to me, okay, but they had to put it up. I mean, that's something that they have to volunteer and put up. But let me ask something. Even if it does, if they Google you and they know you filed a restraining order against your neighbor, what do you care? Why is that uh, news that has to be kept hidden anyway? Because I'm estranged from my family, and I don't want them to come out here and try to force me to go back to where they live. No, they won't because do that. I no, live- no, just say, if you're strange, I, I, I doubt that. You're, you're stretching it, uh, Melissa. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get the restraining order, you know, see if that helps. Hopefully that helps. But go get the restraining order. Yeah, it's, it's worth it. Hopefully it stops that guy. Hey, Tom. Welcome to Handle on the hey. Law. Yes. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I got a neighbor. Um who years ago he built his yard up, a deck right next to our fence, a six-foot fence, standard fence, shared fence with the neighbor. Um, He built a deck next to the fence so that suddenly we're able to see people from, like, the waist up in his yard. Okay. Uh, It was alarming, sort of egregious intrusion on our privacy. We have a pool back there. Um, So 
complained about it. You know, he claimed that, no, it's the, it's the pitch of the property. The, the hill goes up that way or something. And now he has built a zip line on top of that deck that is 15 feet above our fence. Uh, a dual zip line for his kids to use. Okay, how do they, wait a second, it's 15 feet above. So there's this deck, and the kids stand on the deck, uh, and then they attach the zip line, right? So are they... No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Let me be clearer. The original deck that he built just was... It just made it so that when people walked by... Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Now it's 15 feet up. Okay. Above that, he has built a structure with stairs going up to it and a a blocking screen wall above so that we can't see the people on the zip line. But it's a zip line, for Christ's sake right next to our fence that goes to the opposite side of his yard. Right, like, well, but it, but it doesn't interfere. But so what? It doesn't interfere. It doesn't go on your property. It goes from no, it, you, it goes it, from the property line or between the two of you and to the other side, correct? Away from correct. your line. Okay. Right. But it's, it's, it's 15 feet above our six-foot fence yeah, okay. right next to the fence. Okay. So it, to me, it's an intrusion of privacy. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, Are you allowed to just build something uh, right next to your fence? Well, it's a I mean, it's, I know there's a, Yeah, it's it's a question of whether it's a structure or not, what kind of a structure. It is a structure. Well, it's absolutely it, a structure. Well, it depends on, on yeah. building and safety. Is that, uh, you know, for example, a gazebo, is that considered a structure? Do you need, is there a setback on a gazebo? I don't understand. I don't know because well, I don't know the local ordinances. There, except people climb a set of stairs. I'm not arguing. I'm not. Platform. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying we don't know what that is. What kind of a structure that is legally, as far as the local ordinance is concerned. Okay, building and safety determines what is allowed, what isn't allowed. Uh, the zoning uh, determines it, setbacks, etc. So, and, for, so and I have called, and I have called to make a complaint about it. And, and they, uh, when I've told them what it is, they say. That is a clear violation. Oh, then okay, then not, not, okay. But and they but won't. They've never come out to look at yeah, it. Yeah, good luck. Like, so I, I've, all right, I've called back several times. Okay. All I, right, I don't know what my. I, okay. Do I just keep building up higher on our side? No, 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 no. Here's or what do you do. Do I just hang out in the backyard naked, or yes. what do I do? Yes, you do. You hang out naked, and uh, you have uh, uncontrollable sex with uh, every conceivable person on the neighborhood that will do it with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. What you get to do is, since they are in clear violation, you can't force building and safety to come out and enforce. You can't do that. Right. That's just who they do. However, and that's why I asked about the local ordinance. You beat me to it when I said mm-hmm. you have to find out if there is a violation there, whether it's a structure, whether it's not as a structure, what it's considered, and you're saying it is a violation. Good. That well, helps. All right, we're done. We're... Indi- I'm sorry. No, okay, never no, they've indicated that it is a violation. Okay. But they clearly don't know yet because they haven't come to look at it. Oh uh, well, then what so, I would do is I would do is I'd pull out uh, whatever the policy or the ordinance is. I mean, if it's a violation, it it is a violation of a stated set of rules that you know a, a build right. a, a structure cannot be more than X number of feet. Now X number of feet back, it has to be you know they right. Have to so have, find those. Yeah, and you quote find it those. Yes. Then what you do is you call them, and if they don't do it, then what you get to do is you get to file a restraining order, uh, forcing, asking the court to force him to take it down because he's in right. clear okay. violation. That way, you don't even need building and safety uh, because right. okay. there's, there's right. the law, your honor, 
There it is. He's in violation. Please order him to take it down. Then you don't have to worry about building and safety. Now, if you can get building and safety to do it, you're home free. Right. Okay. Appreciate your time. Thanks. That's it. This is Handle on the Law. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Benjamin. Hi, Benjamin. Welcome. So I got rear-ended uh, by a drunk driver, and none of my airbags deployed, and the car ended up being a total loss. Okay. So and kinda, your, your so, question? Uh, what legal things do I have as far as that, as far as the whole the airbag, and then I got yeah, an airbag our, malfunction notice. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah, but Benjamin, airbags deploy when you hit in the front, not when you're rear-ended. Okay. okay. I, yeah, I'm missing something. Uh, yeah, it, it's a front collision that airbra- airbags go off. Uh, that's for starters. And since the car was totaled, you're getting uh, the money for the car. And it doesn't matter if the airbags worked or didn't work. Now, if you had been injured because the airbags didn't work and they should have deployed, that's a different conversation. But it's not. Uh, matter of fact, I, I would argue that it's the other way around. Had the airbags gone off, uh, because people get injured with airbags. I mean, they explode at a massive rate of speed. And people do get hurt. And so uh, the airbags did exactly what they were supposed to do. And that's not engage if you get rear-ended. So you got nothing there, Benjamin. And I know you want uh, something for nothing, and everybody does. But, nah, not this time around. Nah, you're going to have to find something else to manufacture, too. I try to get some money, which you're not going to get. Uh, hello, Jeff. Welcome to Handle on the Law. My question, Bill, can I take my adult child to small claims court for non-payment, re- non-repayment of student loans that I co-signed. Uh, you know, first of all, uh, when you talk about small claims court, how much does he owe you at this point? Uh, he still owes uh, Sally May $5,000. Okay, so the whole thing is $5,000, and you're going to be hit with $5,000. Well, uh, yeah, you could. Uh, now, I'm assuming you have an agreement uh, somewhere, at least a verbal agreement, that if you have to pay, he has to pay you back. Do you have anything like that? Just verbal. Just oh, verbal. I know I made the mistake. Yeah. I made the mistake. Well, I made not the necessarily. Mistake. Not necessarily. I mean, I would co-sign for my kids on a student loan without asking for any. Out of good faith. It was good faith. Yeah, Absolutely. no, no, I understand. So I'm not going to nail you for that. This is, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't know how much a mistake. How many parents uh, on co-signing on a student loan would ask for an agreement with their kids? Not many. So I'm going to give you a pass on that one. Here's the problem. It's a private, it's a private loan. Yeah, but here's the problem that you have. Uh, all you have agreed to do is to pay the loan in the event he doesn't. That's the cosign, that you're simply guaranteeing his loan. Uh, there's nothing out there that says uh, he, if you have to pay, he has to pay you back. That's for starters, right. other than a verbal agreement. And if it's just between the two of you and other people haven't heard it, you know, you don't have the proof that it's there. Now, if other people heard it, then you bring in those other people. Yeah, I heard uh, Jeff and his son talking about it. And the son would say, yeah, I'm paying him back. Now, the other question is, 
is uh, how many? How, how late is that loan or is the entire amount due right now? I've been making the last three months of payments okay. after the harassing calls all right. and all that. All right. So, Jeff, you can sue him. Assuming you can sue him, assuming you can prove that verbal agreement, all you can sue him is for three months' worth of payments. Well, just just the fact of being able to sue him might get his attention. You can try. Quiet. No, you, nothing stops you. On, uh, nothing. Uh, by on, the way, uh, Jeff, nothing stops you from suing him. Uh, the worst that happens is you lose. So you sue him. You say, we, ha- we had a verbal agreement that uh, if I had to pay, you would pay me back. Breach of contract is the lawsuit. If you want his attention, that's what you pursue into a verbal contract. Don't even say verbal contract. You can say pursue into a contract. Uh, and then you bring up a verbal contract uh, in court if you end up going to court. But, yeah, I'd sue him just to get his attention if that's going to do it. Does he hate you? Yeah, he's Yes, he does. He does not like me. He's okay. uh, not returning calls nor okay. forwarding his uh, his address. Moved out of he moved out of state. Oh yeah, good luck. Uh, yeah, and then the question <laughs> of sue. You have to you have to serve him. And uh, you know, as far as uh, you know, and I've gone both ways on this uh, small claims court. Some courts and I, it, it allow you to sue someone out of state. Others don't. You have to sue in superior court, and that may really scare him. Now that's a few hundred bucks. Uh, but boy, yeah, that, it's worth the effort. It's worth yeah, the effort. That it's that principle. now that gets people's attention. Uh, now you're like suing that. for the entire amount breach. Uh, yeah, superior court. So do a little research on the no, internet. You want to no, no 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 attorney needed for that. No no you and, do it. Yeah you, no you do it yourself. It's it's a breach of contract lawsuit, and the internet will just give you all the steps. Hi Karen, welcome to Handle on the Law. I have a Home Depot credit card through Citibank. The card was used fraudulently. Um, The card was never out of my possession, but the number was somehow swiped. The card was used three times, and the company was contacted, Home Depot was contacted, and I let them know what had happened, that these were not my charges. They investigated and agreed, sent me a letter stating that the charges were fraudulent and they would zero them out and then they sent me to collections and they uh went against my credit report and i lost 60 points okay oh and you only lost 60 points wow that's uh (laughs) good for you uh uh, because I switched banks and I was uh I had auto pay and somehow it all got mixed up and uh, so I didn't discover that for a couple of payments. That was a hundred points <laughs> that cost me. Uh, and I'm still, awesome. yeah, I know. I'm still trying to figure that one out. All right. So you have a letter from them and then they still sent you to collections. I'm assume, uh, assuming that you sent someone back that letter and say, what the hell's the matter with you? Yeah, I've talked to them several times. And they're not contacted them. And they're not doing anything. Okay. Uh, no, and they actually responded to me and told me, nope. Everything is correct. We will not correct this okay. with the credit report. <laughs> okay, so they're going to argue that, uh, I don't know, what are they going to say about the letter? Did you ask someone, well, what about this letter you sent me? Yeah, they ignore it. Okay, so with that in mind, first thing you have to do is uh, call the credit card uh, or call the reporting agencies, uh, okay, mm-hmm. and dispute it and send them a letter. Okay, you want to call that you'll talk to someone and go, I have a letter from them. They will still go back and uh, say, oh, no, this is a legitimate. uh, This is a legitimate charge. That's what they'll probably say. You keep the dispute on uh, saying this was a fraudulent card. Uh, Home Depot has acknowledged it. I'm disputing this while that's going on. If they keep on doing that, 
I got to tell you, there are lawyers out there that deal with uh, the uh, stores, uh, retailers, banks, etc., who put uh, on or report your credit bad when they know that that's not true or they should have known and ignore uh, everything that's happened. Uh, the, you made phone calls to people. You should memorialize those. In other words, well, I think we're past that point, actually, Bill, because I actually contacted the three credit reporting agencies. I froze this card. They sent me a new card. I got it in the mail, and that day it was used. <laughs> okay, fraudulently. That number was yes. Yeah, but so they wait, wait. So they sent you a new number or a new or a card with the same number. No, they sent me a new card with a new number, and that was and the used new number was used. Okay, so yes. uh, you've gone that some something's happening inside that company, obviously. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. So, and they're not willing to straighten that out. They're that's still on, and you still owe that money, correct? Right. And I had already called the cre- three credit reporting agencies, and they are aware. And my credit has been frozen since the first fraudulent usage okay well that you still have a bad credit well that means no one can get at it and if they're not if they're not willing to talk to you i I, you know at this point you can't let it go i think you have to contact a lawyer uh, who specializes in uh in credit dealing with these companies i mean there's no way there's no other way around it and you get to do the research i don't even know if i have any on handle on the law uh it's uh, you can look go to handleonthelaw.com and see if there are any lawyers uh, on the list. We have about 130 lawyers or something. And uh, you can see whether or not there is someone there. And uh, you'll certainly get information. And then uh, they'll tell you whether there's something there or not that they can do. I, my guess is yes. But who the hell knows? Uh, God, I, I hate that. I'm, dealing, I'm in the middle of trying to unravel my problem. And it's driving me nuts. We'll be right back. This is Handle on the Law. And welcome back to Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. All right, uh, Candace. Hi, Candace. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. Nice to talk to you. That's true. What my, what okay. my problem is, is this, we have two-acre parcels in the rural area where we live. And my neighbor has decided that he's going to grab about a quarter of an acre of my property line. He hooked onto my property to my fence, and I can't get him to take his fence away. Oh, he's that's easy. Eat. That's easy. He has his fence on your property, correct? Yes, he on okay. two places, and it's landlocked, so I okay. can't clean it or anything. All right, Candace. First of all, uh, if it's on your property, just take down the fence. Thank you. It's on that's your. It's I on thought. your. It's on your property. And if he goes, and what's he going to do? Go to court and argue that it is his property? And all you do, and if he does do that, he's going to have to come in with a uh, a survey uh, from a surveyor. We have. Uh, Well, then you're done. Then you're done. That's what I, well, can I charge him for taking that off the property? No, well, you could, theoretically. Yeah, you could. Well, he has. If I want to be a good neighbor, he has two dogs. I don't want him to get out. Okay, I think well, I should give him some notice. All right. Well, I've given him a year okay, already. Then just take the fence down and put another one up on the property line. And if he ta- and okay, you're on your point. side of the property line, do not come anywhere okay. near him. You want to be two. In- you want to be two inches on side on your side. And if he takes it down, you sue him. You sue him. Okay. You'll, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. This uh, I just don't understand. Uh, neighbors are crazy. Uh, Steve. Hello, Steve. Welcome. 
Good morning, Bill. Small claims court, uh, personal actual service before the pandemic. My understanding is you had to put like the service of the small claims in somebody's hand. Now I think there's possibly alternate service or different types of uh, proofs of service to proper service for small claims. No, you can still serve it personally. They'll serve it personally. All those restrictions are off the table. And you have to serve it personally now. Uh, that's the way it goes. It has, okay. to be, it has to be put in the defendant's hands. So the marshal either does it or a private uh, you know, process server does it. Uh, that, that's it. So you're fine. Bill, I, I, I looked online and it said that maybe the clerk of the court could do like certified, but that's not reliable. Is that uh, you know what? I, I don't buy that because if it's certified, it's probably certified where the defendant has to sign that he received it. And, yeah, and who's yeah. going to do that? I wouldn't sign if someone's suing me. I'm not going to sign. Say, yeah, I received it. And then the internet said, even if someone signs it, if the judge can't make out the signature, the judge can okay. be invalid. So that. why, since you can personally serve it now, uh, that's the way you have to go. That's the safest way to go. I mean, like, there's no choice there. Carla, hi, Carla. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi. Uh, my mom died a couple of months ago. I'm the trustee of the estate. However, I believe my sister is angry with that. So she has reported me to the Department of Social Services that I changed the trust and there's been inadequate care. Okay. Uh, well, hold on a minute. First of all, they have nothing to do with you changing the trust. Okay. They're yeah, not... well, that's what the the person told yeah, me. Yeah, when... yeah. Don't worry about the trust part. I mean, that's ridiculous. You know, the Department okay. of Social Services. Now, uh, arguing that you, I don't understand uh, the, uh, I guess, lack of care. This is towards your mother? Correct. Oh, that's I've over, been... too. Carla, that's over, too. She's dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're not going to do but, anything. They're not going to do anything. But, but the point is, you know, I'm a teacher, and I'm coming up for an interview, and I'm wondering if this has affected that interview. In I have no way. idea. If your sister called up the interviewer and said, hey, uh, uh, Carla has abused her, our mom, uh, and, uh, go through the entire list, but you go, Hey, it's my sister. I'm the trustee. Here's how right. crazy she is. Yeah. Okay. There's one more issue. She has also told the caregivers, uh, the same thing after disconnecting the nanny cams. Fortunately, one nanny cam was on. I heard the conversation she had with the Carla, your mom is dead. It doesn't matter. Uh, okay. No great. one's going to touch glad. it. It doesn't matter. You've got a dead mother on your hands, or you, you had a dead mother on your hands. I'm assuming you buried her. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't matter. All of that disappears. Uh, Mike. Hello, Mike. Welcome. Hey, Bill. How's it going? Yes, sir. My, I have a problem with my parents trust my sister took it as executor and before i asked for the will they never gave it to me the living trust then All right, hang on you're you're that. conflating a living trust and a will mike it's it, a living trust it's a li it's a trust okay with the trust yes. your sister is the trustee fair enough yes. all right let's move on okay so they locked me out of the house they never gave me the trust okay um they took everything. They divided up amongst themselves. Okay, who's the and trustee? Your sister. My sister. All right. Are you a? Do you think you're a beneficiary under the trust? 
I am twenty percent. Okay, uh, get a. Uh, and how much money are we talking about here? About a million dollars. Uh, you immediately get a trust and estate lawyer, Mike, and the trust and estate lawyer will go in and start going against the trustee instantly, and will unravel what was given to the, your other family members, if possible. And uh, literally may go ahead and sue them to return some of the money to go to you. You need you need a trust and estate lawyer, Mike. How many uh, how many beneficiaries are there under the trust? Just me, my brother, and my sister. Oh yeah, it's definitely you're talking about th- a third of a million dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. Trust and estate lawyer, like immediately, and explain. Can I ask this. a question? Sure. They, my 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 sister was the executor over my mom. Wait, 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 what does that mean? What do you mean the executor over your mom? Did she have power of attorney? Was she, did she have a conservatorship? She had power of attorney. Okay. And, okay. And now what? And then, um, about a year before she passed, they decided to sell the house. I signed, I agreed to it, even though I'm on it, um, just to sell it. Now they say none of that money's existing. Okay, well, again, the trust and estate lawyer goes in, does a full investigation. Same guy or same woman. Okay, that's... okay but they, they, they can go back that far. Yeah, they can. How far, ba- how far back are we talking about? Less than a year. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're fine. Uh, yeah, you need the, the trust and estate lawyer is going to go through and really start investigating this thing. Uh, I mean, that's no joke. Trustees can't do that, assuming that's what happened. Okay, this is Handle on the Law. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.